0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Karis Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Karis. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at karis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Extended grace. Strange works. works. Ezra chapter 9, verse 9. Even though we were in slavery, even though we were in bondage, yet our God did not abandon us in our slavery but extended mercy or extended grace towards us and gave us favor before the Persian kings. Praise the Lord. So, predicament is not a reflection of abandonment. Okay. Natural predicament predicament in a believer's life is not a reflection of divine abandonment. He says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. So it is the presence of God with me that guarantees my Laughter tomorrow is the presence of God with me that guarantees my safety and safekeeping in the vicissitudes of life. So it's necessary to understand that um, God is a God who has committed himself to being with us. He said, when you go through the fire, I'll be with you. When you go through the waters, I'll be with you. He says that, and I am with you to the very end. Lo, I am with you always. So, always God is always with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Last Friday, I spoke about how if this is a month of strange works, strange works you see, the matter of strange West is just a depiction of the spiritual climate you have come into. Okay, so it's it's a, let me put it this way: it's a climatic condition that makes it very conducive for you to experience that kind of atmosphere in your life. But it does; it's not a guarantee that it's, it will just happen because you are sitting there, or you are in it. Other's travel and build mansions and uh, let, let me say this please. it's good to build, all right but invest in your family and your children, because there are too many people who have left their country of origin, come into the United Kingdom and labored and labored and labored building mansions, and your children never even saw it, never lived in it, and you are now dying and you can't even go back there. And some family members are just wasting it and enjoying it. Two mansions. Right, I'm not saying don't build, but you yeah, have to. That's you, that's you, right. it, exactly. <laughs> it's very important. Why is that? Some, you have to think where your investments will be. Mm. Very
1: that's
0: important. Right. Think about it very carefully. That's right. uh, if maybe you are in the kingdom for just United Kingdom for maybe a short while, five years, ten years, to relocate, that's different. Mm. But if your children are going to grow up, everything, if you're planning on retirement, that's also okay. But make sure by the time you're retiring, much of your investment has settled your children. Because most of the children that we give birth here seem not to be very interested in going to where you you grew up. (laughs) Only a few people get what I mean. But the point I'm making is that you can come to United Kingdom thinking that I've prospered, and for 10 years you are as dry as dry bones. Whilst others come and things are different. So, the fact that the system can be, or America, the system can be uh, designed to help someone prosper does not mean that just coming in makes you prosperous. Because there are a lot of poor people in our country. Are you not aware of that? There are a lot of people in this country. America has so many poor people living in poverty. So, the fact that you have entered a month of strange works doesn't mean you will experience strange works. There are things you have to do to take advantage of the atmosphere to provoke strange works. So Friday, I took my time to to share on things to do in order to activate and provoke strange works. Because if you don't do something, strange works ain't going to happen from God. Now this morning, I want to continue from there. And I didn't mention your on Friday, but this is so key. One of the cardinal things that provoke covenant strange works, divine strange works, is divine direction. Someone say divine direction. direction. So I'm talking about divine direction for strange works. Divine direction for what? Strange works. I see someone doing strange works. In other words, I see someone doing exploits. I see someone having strange testimonies, amazing testimonies, beautiful testimonies, signs and wonders happening in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When you read the Bible very carefully, you look at Abraham. Abraham was a man who had phenomenal success. He has an amazing testimony or record of strange achievements. Okay. And if you look at Abraham's life very carefully, you, can, you will notice that Abraham, one thing he enjoyed was the, was the voice of God, divine direction. And that was the secret behind his testimony. The secret behind the testimony of Abraham was the voice of God. He, he exposed himself to. So divine direction was a major factor in the life of Abraham. When you read the Bible very carefully, um, you look at, uh, actually, let me even mention a bit more on Abraham when he was going to sacrifice Isaac, you know, and th- that, that one one time act he did changed a lot of things in his life, that one time obedience, all right? But if you study the text very carefully in Genesis chapter 22 from verse 1, the Bible talks about, and it came to pass that after so this is that God detest Abraham and said to Abraham, take your son, from verse 2, and said to him, Abraham, it says that, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Morea for uh, and offer him there as a burnt offering, uh, in the month which I'll tell you. And then Abraham, the next, early in the morning, Abraham rose up and did it. Why did he do it? Because he had God. God told him something to do. So if you want to celebrate like Abraham celebrated, you have to also have something God told you to do, which you did. Then, because, you see, creation responds to the order from God. Nothing, when God speaks, it settles it, whether you believe it or not. If you're saying, God, God has said it, I believe it, that settles it. No, God says it, it settles it, whether you believe it or not. Your believing make you a beneficiary of what he has said, (laughs) but your unbelief does not affect his ability to deliver, or the efficacy and the potency of his declarations. Right. So the voice of God is a cardinal, it's a major asset in the life of the believer who have exploits. Moses, Moses was taking care of his um, father-in-law's sheep. And Bible talks about it. Exodus chapter 3 verse 9. And he, he saw the bush burning. He went near and then a voice came. And then listen to what the voice said. He says that verse 9. He says that I've heard the cry of my people in Israel. Therefore and I have also seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. Go to the next verse. Verse 10. He said come now therefore and I will do what send you to Pharaoh. So Moses didn't go to Pharaoh on his own accord. He was sent. And so the miracles he did in Pharaoh's house was a function of a, an instruction. He went as an apostle. He went as a sent, out, a sent out one. He went as a delegated one with God's delegated authority. So he was not going on his own. He was going based on instructions and directions from above. Show me someone who says God, God speaks to you to start a business. And then you start the business and that becomes your demise and you, you, you lose money. No, once God speaks to you, it doesn't matter how things go. You will laugh at the end. Amen. Once you hear, and, and, and it's a plague in a believer's life to be, to be dull of hearing. If you can, I said this some time ago, the biggest asset in any Christian life, particularly a man of God, the biggest asset you have is not the members of your church, it's not the, 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 the uh, designer. The, you that's your car. It's not your biggest asset. It's the voice of God you hear. That's your biggest asset. Many people have plunged themselves into wrong ventures, into wrong marital contracts. And it has plagued their destinies because they lack the voice of God. I don't see why a, a, a man, you see a lady, you want to marry her, and all you do, oh, she looks fine. And then you go, pray about it. Seek God's face. Ask God, God. Is that okay? Mm. But pastor, when I speak, God doesn't say anything. It's because you are not listening. Because God is always speaking. Let me tell you this story of the, uh, I've said it before, a lady who was a busy, very good Christian lady traveling overseas for a major business meeting. It was a big breakthrough. So on the third day, just before she left home for the, to the airport, she, as she would normally do, she prayed and prayed for divine direction, divine guidance. And on her way to the airport, she was in a cab and she heard the voice of God that get back home. So, oh, no, this can't be God. I will miss my flight. So she ignored the voice like sometimes we do. You hear God, and you know, but God will keep speaking to you. Let me show you. When God speaks to you, someone says, Pastor, how would I know you? Go. Anytime you are in a time of prayer or a time of fellowship, a spiritual atmosphere, the voice keeps becoming clearer. Anytime you, you veer away from such atmospheres and go into atmospheres that are not godly and helpful, then you begin to doubt. Maybe God it is. By the time you go into prayer, you have this strong edge. The thing comes so clear. You know that God is speaking to you. This lady prayed and God spoke to her in a, in a cab, go back home. She said, no, that's not God. And the voice came again, go back home. So she said, no, why? Anyway, let me obey God. And she went back home and um, she was quite down because I have to go for this uh, my life, breakthrough. This is the biggest opportunity that can, can come in my life for this business. But she went home and, you know, she wasn't happy. Uh, why should I... Why should this happen? Why should I go home? Oh, God. And God was not saying anything. You know, sometimes he just says one thing and then he leaves you. He says one thing, trying to generate your trust and your obedience, and you take a step and he leaves you. Some of us, God, God has told you, go to your wife and tell her, I'm sorry. You know, you he, he heard him. God has told you go to your husband and tell him that I'm sorry. No, I won't do that thing again. I won't say that again. But your pride is making you lose the blessing of God, and God is waiting you for you to take. Waiting for you. you say anything again, just finish what he said. Then you, and any time you go to him, guess what? He doesn't say anything. Just says one thing. Go back. Go back. Sell that computer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a certain man of God say that. That's quite funny. He said, anytime a Christian sister, a Christian brother comes to him, mm. he's a pastor, a big man of God said it. any so anytime he has a Christian sister, a Christian brother comes to him and tells him that God is telling me I should tell you that A B C. You know. Mm. He said he normally he will ask if you come to him and say, God said he should say something to you. He will ask you one question. Do you tithe? Are you a tither? <laughs> he said, if you say no, he said, Go, God will speak to you about that one first. <laughs> <laughs> But the lady went back home, and then she, she just was there. She couldn't understand what was going on. No voice. And so she was there, got herself busy, and actually she was so tired, she fell asleep. After a few hours, she woke up and said, oh, so I missed it. I couldn't go for this. She wasn't happy. You know, sometimes God gives you instructions that are not very pleasant. Am I talking to someone? Particularly when you are fighting with someone, particularly maybe your wife or husband, God tells you to go and say sorry or forgive. Is it, is it pleasant? It's true. But sometimes God will tell you that your, your uncle you are fighting with. Just let it. Don't worry. You leave him. Forgive him. And you don't want to leave it. But God will be waiting for you. And listen to this, brothers and sisters. Anytime God speaks to you, he gives you grace to obey. Because watch this. You don't have it intrinsically to obey God. It's not human to obey God. It's not. No human being has it. In himself or herself to say, I obey God. But the grace, Bible calls it the word of his grace. When he speaks to you, there's grace yes, right. to obey. So you can't say and then God will not ask you to do something you can't do. Anytime he asks you to do something, he knows you are able to do it. And the lady woke up and then God told him, God told her, Turn on your television. He was wondering, I, I'm supposed to drive a white television. Hey, turn on the television, and to her amazement. Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Not Russia has taken over Crimea, but breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! What was it again? There's a plane crash. Plane crash, or oh, the plane is missing. <laughs> the plane crash. What was it? There's. And she found out that the plane she was supposed to be traveling on had had a crash somewhere. And guess what? Oh God! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She started thanking God, rejoicing, not that some people have died, but how God has spared her life. And the story goes on to say that it was found out that everyone, all the 230 people were on board, apart from one person who checked in, but didn't show up. So journalists managed to, people were so fine, and they asked you, how come? How did you escape so narrowly? And she said, you know what? I was on my way to the airport, and my God told me to go back. Do you know what the journalist said? How can your God be so wicked to ask you alone? (laughs) Just you. you. This God must be a wicked God to ask just you to go back and leave all the others to go and die. Do you know how she responded? She said, no. My God is always speaking. It depends on those who are listening. God will always speak. So you can't say God he didn't say to me. As I'm talking, God is speaking to some people right now. Yes. I said God is speaking to some people right now. Yes. God is always speaking, and so it is imperative, it is cardinal for you to access the voice of God or divine directions. I want to say divine direction. Yes. Now, quickly. So, how do I Jesus Himself? Bible talks about how Jesus Himself in Matthew chapter four, verse one, or Luke chapter four, verse one, any of them says that. And Jesus was led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. And he was tempted, but do you know the outcome? Because he didn't go by himself. He came out victorious in spite of the testing. Because he was, he was moving in, in, the, in line with divine direction. When you move in line with divine direction, you don't become a victim. You, you, be victimized when you are under divine direction. Mm. You can't. Your investments will not go, you, you, you won't lose money or all kinds of, when you are under divine direction. You, you invest into something under divine direction and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. Boomerang. <laughs> Say divine direction. So, how do you access divine direction? My time. Let me just do this quickly. How do you access divine direction? Number one. Number one, prayer. 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 Someone say prayer. prayer. In Second, First Samuel chapter thirty, verse eight. This is a story about how David and his men went for war. When they came back, the enemy huh? The, the, their enemies have come and ransacked everything, killed the people, and then taken their wives and children captive. And the Bible, Bible speaks of how the, all the men began to weep. They began to cry for their wives and children. Can you imagine? Men of war crying. And they were so distraught, they, they took stones that we are going to stone David. Because you 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 led us to war, we came back. They've taken all our children. So they they took stones. Can you imagine, your right hand men and they're all the, your team, I mean, men of war, they take stones that they are going to kill you because you led us. You made us fast. <laughs> <laughs> and Bible said David was uh, distressed, and he did something. Um, well, first Samuel chapter thirty, verse. Eight. verse 6 says now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people of, of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and daughters but David strengthened himself in, in his God then then David said to Abiathar the priest Ahimalech's son bring The effort here to me, and Abiata brought the effort to David. Watch this verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So, how did David know that he was supposed to pursue them? Because he prayed and inquired of the Lord. Okay, so David inquired of the Lord, How do you, have, you, you expose yourself to a divine direction? How do you receive divine direction? Through prayer. Okay, so the praying man receives divine direction. If you pray, God will speak to you. Anyone who prays, every successful prayer and every true prayer, by the time you finish, you have insights. God speaks or drops something in your spirit. Most of the major decisions I've made in my life which have always, which have been very good. Most of the major decisions were decisions which were taken based on me hearing God's voice. And most of the time, anytime I hear God's voice best in the place of prayer, most times in the place of prayer, when I'm in my closet in prayer, I hear God's voice. And when I, I hear God's voice, you know, I remember when we started the covenant box. The, it, it's, I, I heard God's voice. I heard God's voice, put the box there get a box. And I got the box. So I heard the voice of God. And when we did it, did you see the results that God did through that simple instruction? All right. So when you hear God's voice, it gives you an upper hand in life. But you hear God's voice through praying. Don't say, I'm too tired to pray. That means you are too tired to be helped. Hello? Hi. If I said this some time ago because I saw it's written somewhere, if you are too busy, if you are so busy you don't have time to pray, that means you are too busy. If you are so busy you don't have time to pray, you are too busy, and pretty soon, you will have yourself to be blamed. So how do you access divine um, guidance? And then Second Samuel so chapter two, verse one in second samuel chapter 2 verse 1 there are quite so many references but just let me give you this quickly these ones second samuel chapter 2 verse 1 it happened after this that david inquired of the lord saying shall i go up to any of the cities of judah do you see that david was a successful king but that was the secret of his life he was always inquiring of the lord he was always inquiring of the Lord. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 23, Bible talks about how, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up. Now, the other ones, God said go. This time, God said don't go up. So he wasn't going because he felt, I'm strong enough. He felt, I'm well prepared. He went because he knew God said go. God said Go. Christian brothers who hang around the sister, hang around, eat her food, hang around her, <laughs> stare her up, and then let her say, I didn't say anything to her. Yeah. But the way you hanging around her, you, 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 you said a lot to her. It's common with a lot of Christian brothers, because they can't have the boldness to go for a girlfriend, because it's not, it's not good. So they use their Christian sisters like, "Oh, we are all friends." Meanwhile, they know they are absorbing currents. Yeah. So, yeah. We are- <laughs> <laughs> no. Look at the kind of strong men that work with me. But the point I'm making is, strong men, and none of them has had a cause to have any altercation with my wife. Can you imagine if I had married one of these? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) But do you understand what I'm saying? And so it requires, you need divine guidance for peace in your future. Say prayer. prayer. So David inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, go. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, don't go. Number two, how do you assess divine guidance? This is very important. God's word. God's word. Let's not say God's word. Let say it again. Have you have you realized that when you are giving someone directions, maybe to your house, and you live near the McDonald's, let's say you haven't been to Kensington or you know you haven't been to Peckham, and someone is waiting for you, you say let's meet there. You haven't been there. Oh no, no. Let me put it this way rather. Let's say you are trying to guide direct someone to your house, okay? And you are telling the person you live in Peckham, and this is where I live, near the bus garage. There's a bus garage. He said, yeah, yeah, I know there's a bus garage there and there's a supermarket behind the bus garage. He said, yes, between the bus garage and the supermarket, that's where I live. He said, oh, okay, I know that. It makes it so easy. If the person is familiar with what you're talking about, but if the person is not familiar with what you're talking about, he said, well, a, a bus garage? Is there a train station near anywhere? And it's much more difficult. So if you are familiar with God's word, it is easier for God to just guide you. It's so easy. But if you are not familiar with God's word, it's much more difficult for God to keep giving you instructions and guiding you because he's saying one thing, you are not getting it. So he has to keep saying and saying and saying and make things so clear. So the more you expose yourself to God's word, the more you are able to, um, <laughs> the more you expose yourself to God's word, the more you access his voice. Bible says that, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 2, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And then in the verse 8, 1 Kings 17, verse 8, Bible says, and the word of the Lord came to him. The first one came to him, told him to go to the, to the brook. And ravens who will feed him. The next one that came to him told him that, go to the widow of Zarephath. So he, Elijah was sustained through the famine because of the word of God that came to him. So once you expose yourself to God's word, you will you, you hear his voice. I like this. but Pastor, you are talking about God speaking to you. But why the Bible? Sometimes I read in my Bible. My Bible does not tell me which job to take. But the Bible will never tell you that, okay... Uh, go and accept this job offer or accept this contract. The Bible didn't tell you. So how how do, how do I do that? Bible talks about how the Word of God. Second Peter chapter one verse nineteen is the sure Word of prophecy. Right. So God's Word is the sure Word of prophecy. Now, as you familiarize yourself with God's Word, it makes it much easier for you to assess God's voice in any subject or any particular situation, so you may not hear, you may not see in God's word, this is the job you should accept, or go and work in Downing Street, you may not see that, but the office down in Street, Buckingham Palace, or uh, Victoria, or Peckham, and meanwhile, your destiny is the one in Peckham, how would you know, because you are so familiar with God's word, and usually still stay in God's word, it's easy for God to drop something in your heart, Some, Pastor David Oye told me, the property they saw where they are, the church is worshipping now. He was reading his Bible. Listen to this. Very interesting. He was reading his Bible. They have seen that property. It was an old school building and this uh, huge money they wanted to buy. But I wasn't sure if that's what because they, they, they were having their service in um, Bermondsey. And moving from Bermondsey to um, Dartford is a, quite a distance. It's serious. Many people won't be able to come to church. But if you are doing that, you must know that God told you to do it. And watch this. Do you know what? When they say he was studying his Bible, and then in, in Acts chapter 19, the Bible talks about how Paul took the disciples to one place, a school of Tyrannus. And he says, something dropped a school. For some reason. Something, all of a sudden, I remember word came and said, school. When he saw that school, God used that to tell him, school. And he knew that that's where we are supposed to go. They, when they moved there within one year, they doubled. And they are doing very well because he assessed the voice of God through the word of God. Say amen. I see someone's situation changing because of the voice of God, divine direction you are accessing in the name of Jesus. Number three, I like this one. Number three. So number one is what? Number two is what? Number three is his prophets or his his servants. God speaks to us through his servants. God speaks to us through his servants. Bible says in the book of Hosea chapter 12, verse 13, Hosea 12, verse 13 says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet, Israel was preserved. By a prophet, his servant. In Isaiah chapter 44, in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 26, it says that God, he said who God is the one who confirms the word of who? His servant. And, and, and performs the counsel of his messengers all right so God confirms the word if God wants to speak to us one of the ways you can access divine direction is through the servant of God how does he do that through the servant of God as I am talking right now I guarantee you God is speaking to someone someone is receiving divine direction depending on how you open your spiritual ears or secondly through consultation sitting down seeking counsel of a man of God or a servant of God what do you think about this venture what I, that's why I don't, listen to me, I stand, uh, You, you, might, you may, that's my, my spiritual stance, okay? You, you may not take it, that's fine, uh, because you may not see it in the Bible. But then, I don't see why you want to marry a woman or a man, and you will not seek pastoral guidance. I don't see why someone should do that. You will not seek spiritual counsel uh, from some people, because, see, when it comes to matters of romance, your brain can jump out of the window quickly. Because romance is feelings, your feelings, your feelings, your feelings. So your, if you don't think, even though you, are, you think you are thinking straight, your brain has been hijacked yes. by your feelings. By your feelings. Uh, no, am I talking, speaking the truth? Yes. So it's always good to seek counsel. Not even just, it's just naturally good yeah. to seek counsel from well-meaning people who are quite also sound in their thinking. All right. But then it's always good to seek the counsel of a man of God. I'm not saying, God, you want to start a business and you're going to see, uh, should, I, should I invest in uh, into um, Barclays Bank or oil or, you know, sometimes those things, you may speak to a man of God, he may not know anything about the stock market. But, you know, just as something you say, God can use that to guide you. Oh, one of our daughters, when she had a child, she's thinking about a name for the child. And then, and then she said, Pastor, once you have said it, I was thinking about but once you say it, that's okay. No, you must learn how to make, take advantage of the servants of God he places in your life. One of our sisters recently was going for some funeral at the, at the time she was supposed to go and pray. And I said, Sister, this funeral is good but this funeral is someone very remote, not even an immediate family member. And time for prayer, you are going to watch dead bodies at a certain stage of your life. You know, it's different. That that person was climbing something and was embarking on something so sensitive in the person's life. I said, my sister, abandon that one and stay in prayer and get something clear. And she took my counsel. And a few days from that, things started changing for so good, very fast. So there's a way that God will speak to you through his servant. Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, it said, "Here, O Israel, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall uh, be established. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, "Here, O, o Judah, and inhabitants of Judah, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe also what? In his prophets. And what happens to you? You shall prosper, All right? So God speaks through his servants. God speaks through his prophets. Most of the time, God has agent. God has servants. When Saul was converted, when God went to Ananias, and said, go to Saul. God himself appeared to Saul, but he didn't tell him everything. He left much of what he needed to know with servants, with his servants. Hello, And so God sent his servant to go and speak. And this is how God speaks to us. You can receive divine guidance through your man of God or through a man of God, a sound man of God. Or through spiritual counsel by someone who is spiritually sound. Say amen. Amen. You will never lack divine direction. You will not lack divine direction. This month you will not lack divine direction. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen. Number four. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just add a little bit to number 3 because people need to get this very clear. I am not purporting that without a man of God, you can't make decisions. No. And I'm not purporting or suggesting that it, you definitely need a man of God, just a man of God, to make all your decisions. I'm, what I'm saying is that you need, a, you need counsel from a servant of God in the major decisions you make in life. Second Kings chapter 3, they were going for war and Jehoshaphat said, don't you have any man of God around we can seek, inquire from him? Jeho said, is there, no pro- <laughs> is, there, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? See, that's the job of men of God, for them to speak the mind of God to the people of God. Now, in the Old Testament, the dispensation was slightly different. In the New Testament, we are all priests. Okay, so we have equal access. So I am not suggesting what theologians call sacerdotalism. Now, sacerdotal. Sa- say sacerdotalism. Sacerdotalism is what the Catholic Church used to practice in some churches in those times before the Reformation where you don't have any business dealing with God. Anything you want from God, anything you have to do, just let the priest do it. So, the priests are the only ones who have access to God. They take from God and give to you. No one, you don't have to bother. And anything, it must be the priest. And actually, some certain, certain pastors are practicing that in our time. They call themselves prophets. Everything, it must be them. Everything. You can't have access to God but by them. No, sacerdotalism is not godly. All right, in the Old Testament, there was an aspect of that. Because the men of God, that God just used his prophets for them because Jesus had didn't come to die and the curtain opened. So the ones who go in the holies of holies who had a special relation with God had to hear from God. However, in the New Testament as well, even though we have direct access to God, you must remember that God, the Bible says that he, he, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers for what? For the perfection of the saints. So for your, wife, your life to be perfected, he has given certain agents to help. you. There are people who God has put in place to help someone have laughter in your life. Someone have good marriage. To help someone have good family life. To help someone enjoy your life. And that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Yes. A woman called me some time ago. She said, Pastor, I'm tired. A married woman. I'm tired. My husband is frustrated. I'm tired. December, I'm divorcing. I said, oh, sister. She said, Pastor, I'm, I'm divorcing in December. I'm tired. I said, come and let's talk. He said, Pastor, don't bother. I've made up my mind. It doesn't matter what you say." It doesn't matter what you say. Even if God speaks, I've made up my mind. I'm divorcing. Now, it it sounds very, 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 very strange. But I know some of us, in the recesses of our minds, that's how we think. Once you are bent on doing something, you are not ready for any any other suggestion that will change your mind. Because you are determined that this is what I will do. It doesn't matter. Pastor, you can preach blood out of your nose. I will never pay tithes. I never give time, or I will never, I will never forgive this man. You know what he has done to me. I won't forget. Preach, preach, preach. Some people I've met so many people because of the work I do. You call them. By the time they are coming, if there's a case, by the time they are coming, they made up their mind. They know what you're going to talk about already, and they know that obviously you have the position of God. He sent me a text. I understand what you're saying. I know you as a man of God, you can't agree with me, but you know, doesn't matter. I I want to feel condemned. I've made my decision, and I don't care what anybody will say. Yeah no one understands what I'm going through. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So there's a way God can speak to you to bail you out of trouble. And I see that, I see that happening to you amen. through his servant. Say amen. amen. And then quickly, quickly, the next point. In, so how do you assess divine direction? Pray. I can't hear you. Pray. How do you assess divine direction? Two. Pray. Three. How do you assess divine direction? Pray. Number four, listen to God. Uh, is it not yes, I a mean, yeah, Listen. Just bend your ears. Be willing to hear. Listen, God, eh, I like this one. I like this one. I feel like clapping myself for saying it. <laughs> God is a speaking God. Let's all say that together. God is God. One more time. God is God. For the last time, please. God is God. What does that mean? God always speaks. In Hebrew, it says God who spoke to the prophets in times of old is still speaking to us in these days. So God loves to speak. God is always speaking. So that's why the story I told you, the lady said, God is always speaking. It depends on those who are listening. Mm-hmm. Guess what? People will be sitting here in, this, in the service and different people are hearing different things. Yeah. Yeah. Different things. That's why Jesus said, they that have ears, let them hear. And Jesus said, be careful how you hear. Because the word will be coming to you and you'll also be listening to something else. One of the things I just find very preposterous is for someone to sit in a, in a, a message, in a, in a, within a sermon or in a message, and then later on say that the pastor was preaching about me. He, he was just preaching about me because he knew I, was, I wasn't happy with my husband, so that's why he's preaching about me. And so they block their minds and all other things that is being said, they, they, won't, they won't listen because he's preaching about me. Two, two things, two things I always say about this. You are so important that the man of God has to hijack the whole message just for you. And that are people who are sitting there, and including those who will be listening on different platforms, pl- media platforms, including all of them, you. I think it's an exa- over-exaggeration of opinion about self, you know. Self-importance, over-exaggeration of self-importance. That's one. And number two, now who else should he speak to? <laughs> <laughs> both ways. At least you should thank God that at least someone is speaking to you. Yes, 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 yes. You should thank God someone is speaking into your situation. And then if, watch this, if God has sent me to bring a message mm-hmm. and the message doesn't speak to you, then it's likely God didn't send me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you must hear God in the things I'm saying. Yeah. You must identify, mm, there have been several times, several times and today I know somebody will come. Several Most of the time, after church, someone comes, pastor, You don't know. What you are preaching is exactly what this morning God was telling me. Last week, that's all, the whole thing that was on my mind. That tells you that God is speaking to someone. So that's how God God will speak to someone. God is speaking. So when you are listening to the word word of God, bend your ears. Be be attentive. What you should ask is you say, God, speak to me. I want to hear you. Speak to me through what he's saying. I don't want to be distracted. Nothing will distract me. God, I want to. That's why I don't understand why sometimes people come to church and it's time for preaching and then they are Looking at somebody's hairstyle, because some people come to church and they don't stay in the service because they didn't come to hear God's word. They just came to mark the register. And most of those people, as soon as it's time for prayer, and they see people being prayed for, they are the first to always run inside. (laughs) But you, you must, you must have the desire to hear from God. You must have Satan will have an advantage over you. You must have the desire to hear from God. Else hell will have an upper hand over you. Yeah. And you'll be saying, I go to church. I'm always in church. Show your power. Oh, Lord, I God, dancing. You can never take my praise away. You can't take. And you are not bending your ears to the voice of God. And you are missing God. And Satan will say, I got you, baby. So <laughs> now you can't say, You can't take my praise away. And I said, I got you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so please listen when the word is coming. Open your ears, open your eyes, and say, God, I want to hear from you. I want something. I, you know what I've discovered? Anyone who wants to hear from God, a child can be talking. I take a Bible and God will speak to you. So it's not about the preacher. Even though a preacher must also prepare. It's not about a preacher. It is about the listener. It's about the listener. It doesn't matter how good your teacher is. It doesn't guarantee you pass the exam. You have to take responsibility. And take advantage of what you are being taught. So you can pass the exam. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So listen. Open your ears. Bible talks about Jesus was teaching. And some people. Pharisees. They were there. They were listening to different things, whilst the multitude was listening to something else. Peter, when Jesus spoke, told them the parable, he told them, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. The Bible said, from that time, in John chapter 6, many of his disciples left him. And then Jesus asked Peter, a disciple of the 12, he said, are you also going to go? Do you know the response Peter gave him? I think in John chapter 6, verse 58 or somewhere there. He said, where are we going? You have got the words of eternal life. Because they have been listening, they have been following what he's been saying. So they're connected to the word of God in his mouth. The word of God, you see, many people, do you know how they interpret God's word? The way they feel. That's why most of these charismatic churches, particularly black-legged charismatic churches, or American-style charismatic churches, we are growing machine Christians. God, there's no substance in the believers. It's all feelings, experience. Hallelujah! Listen, after we finish shouting, we will sit down and hear something good. You know, when we were jumping and after the, the place wasn't good, it felt good. It's great. But you know, I, I said, no, we have sung too much now. We, we have to hear God's word. Other than that, after jumping and shouting and screaming, you go and you're, nothing is changing in your life. Nothing is changing. If your child comes from school, he said, what did you learn? We are just singing. No, we are jumping. I said, no, no, you take care of the child from that school. You need something to enter their head. That is why in church, we need to hear the word of God. Hear yeah. the word. we need the word. So when the word is coming, this is how you can receive divine direction. Open your ear, be, be attentive. Yeah. Be attentive. God said, my son, give attention to my word. Proverbs chapter 4, verse uh, twenty ah. somewhere. said, so give attention to my word. Give attention to God's word. When it's time for the word of God, don't let anything distract you. If you feel like going out, to if it, I think when the word is time for the word of God, that's not the time you have to go to the ladies or the gents, unless under extreme condition. Under extreme condition, stay, stay, stay. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm in control. I'll finish listening to your word. Someone will say, but pastor, when you are this, in, in, in discomfort, you can't hear the word. No, you, especially if your heart. It doesn't. Sometimes I don't know how many of you have watched football before. When Rooney or somebody like that is about to score, you know, uh, because uh, maybe Manchester United must lose or win, you know, and then you are happy. Can you imagine? Sometimes you want to visit the gents, but you won't go because you are waiting. <laughs> Yeah, wait, and would you say that the thing is distracting you, know, you are not it's not distracting because your attention is caught by this thing or you are watching a movie or you are watching some of these soap operas and you know they keep you in suspense you are waiting for the next advert before you go because you don't want to go because I don't want to miss this in the same way you must be so hungry for God's word that when God's word is coming nothing will make you miss it yeah. you are wanting to read God give me your word give me more of it I'm hungry for you give me more of it damn That's right. damn you expose yourself to divine direction. So it doesn't just happen because someone is hearing. It happens because someone is ready to tap into what God is saying. Say amen. Amen. And then last but one. Oh yes, last but one. All right. Let me mention this quickly. Spiritual mindedness, it helps you to receive direction. Spiritual mindedness, the way you think, your mindset. I don't think time will permit me to go deeper into that. Isaiah 46 verse 3, it says that you will keep in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on you. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 to 8 talks about how those, um, to be spiritually minded is life. To be carnally minded, the way your mindset is. The mindset, mindset. Sometimes God speaks to people but they can't take it because of their mindset. Their mind is set. Like the woman who told me, "Pastor, I made up my mind. I'm going to divorce." The mind is set. So God is speaking. They read their Bible. They won't see anything because their mind is set in a certain way. And so, if you have a spiritual mindset, everything that happens, you interpret it. In the this morning, when we were on our way to church, I, I I took a different route from the normal one. When we got to church, we were getting closer. And Pastor O later asked, well, why did you take this route? Because this route seems more winding and it takes longer. And I said, I felt like she should take it. And she said, well, anyway, maybe you never know what God has delivered us from. Yeah. You know, so she gave a spiritual interpretation to that. It's a spiritual mindset. And I started in my heart rejoicing that I will never. I normally would not use this route. Why did I even use it? I started thanking God. So, don't break down crying because things don't seem to work. Even though you don't understand, you must have a spiritual mindset saying that, I know God is up to something. When you are down to nothing, you can say, I know God is up to something. I know it because he will never leave me nor forsake me. When all hell breaks loose, no, have the spiritual mindset that it is well with your soul. Then don't confess negative. What we say is a reflection of what is in our hearts. Bible says in Matthew chapter twelve, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you want to know what is in people's heart, just keep listening to them. You will know what is in their heart. And what is in your heart is a reflection of who you really are. So, speak out God's word. And, f- and it, it comes as a, as a result. That's why Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says that, be, verse 2 particularly, said, said, Be transformed by the renewing. Your mind must be renewed. The way you think about things must be renewed. Your mind must change. Yesterday, I was in a certain church somewhere and teaching leaders, and I was telling them about it's a privilege to do the work of God. It is. People think, okay, I'm joining the choir, I'm joining ashes. They, because of the social norms and social mindset, people think by joining the choir, joining an usher or ushering or coming to church, they are doing the pastor a favor or they, they have done very well. No, you haven't done very well. You haven't done very well. It's actually a privilege. You have been done well. It is. It's a privilege. Look at, look at Esther today. Look at, she didn't start there. We always knew she could sing, but we kept taming her and preparing her. Preparing her. So you don't come and stand here and be talking by heart. Hey, everybody. No, no, we prepare. Her. She sat down for a long time to catch a culture of godliness. All right. Whilst we, his work, she's, God was preparing her inside, outside too, a lot of work was going on, both in and out. So you see her singing like this. It has taken a while. But God will prepare people. God prepares people and change your mindset. Be, know that God is preparing you for laughter. God is preparing you for glory. God is preparing you for honor. God is preparing you for promotion. Ch- change your mind. Someone is married and so what? But me, I'm not married. Does it matter? You'll marry too one day. You'll marry too. There are several people who we married. They are part of our bridal team. They have three children. We have two. So spiritual mindedness. And then last one, obedience. I said earlier on, if God tells you something you don't obey, He won't say more. He will keep saying, that. so your obedience will expose you to more direction. Obedience to previous instructions qualifies you to the next instruction. Amen. Your obedience to the previous instructions—that's what qualifies you for the next instruction. Tell someone. Your the instruction. The next instruction. And then, that's number six. Number seven is. Practice his presence. Seek God's presence. Seek God's presence. How many of you have realized that sometimes in church, you can tell that God is telling you something most of the time when you're in church? Because of the presence. Practice it. Moses said, If your presence doesn't go with me, we are not going. To... I need your presence. It's your pres- his presence that guarantees your future. Seek God's presence. Some of us, we don't have any message, preaching message in our house. No, your car is filled with Bob Marley and those people. Um, I don't have anything against them, Lady Gaga and all those. I don't have anything against them. But no, some people are here, they have Lady Gaga in their house. They know the songs. You know the song. Small you girl, know you know it. You've been singing it, you've been playing. It. Your ringtone. You are with a Christian mother, his phone rings. Baby, don't worry. say Bob Marley has come here. <laughs> I'll prefer my phone is ringing. Here I am to where I'm not saying that makes you spiritual. All right, someone may have a be. Don't worry, and it's possibly probably even much more spiritually minded than I wonder how you can be spiritual minded and keep that but then you let's let's keep that uh, spiritually minded than someone who maybe may if he have savior he can move the mountain and he's in, she's in his her boyfriend's room but God is mighty to save <laughs> <laughs> he's he is he, mighty to save <laughs> 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 Atmosphere for God to be able to speak to you. Create an atmosphere it's like you are always in a godly atmosphere. Life is not like everywhere godly, but move with an atmosphere. Move with, with an. Am I making sense, to yeah. Create an in your house when you are cooking, um, brothers, when you are cooking, sisters, when you are cooking, or you are, you know, create, create. Let let something go on spiritual in your house. I'm not saying that's what makes you spiritual, but it helps. It helps. All right, it helps. I prefer watching God's Christian channel yeah. than to watch some of this other stuff. Not all that, some of the, the uh, discovery, the news, and those things are coming. Kind of, but some of the other channels, all these people dancing, naked women, and all this. It's not. And, like, brother, you say you are struggling with all kind of bad <laughs> 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 Bad dreams. bad dreams dreams. and the things you have been watching the things you have been watching you are feeding your mind with junk and so the enemy finds it easy to enter your brains someone had a dream that cow. uh, he said he went to a fetish priest every time I dream cows and horses are chasing me I don't understand it and the first priest asked something in Africa. I said, what kind of mattress do you lie on? You know, there's this kind of mattress they do with <laughs> hay and straw. <laughs> 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 and he said, that's, that's the, they call it, there's a particular name, get, wake up and go to work. That's the way they call it. That is full of straws. It's the straws and hay, and then they package it like a mattress. It's very good, but I had a dream, he said cows were chasing, horses were chasing, so he went to the fetish and asked, he said, ah, is their food, you're are sleeping on, <laughs> on their food, in other words, the kind of things you expose yourself to will determine what grows in you, your atmosphere, your environment determines what is growing in you, please be careful about some friends, if you have friends who are always talking about men, always talking about party, a raven, or girls, or things that are not healthy. And you say, oh, me, but they don't influence me. Do you have Whatever you keep listening to, you eventually believe. Yeah. So change your atmosphere and it will be easier to access divine right direction. And practice the presence of God. It's all part of changing your atmosphere. Practice it. Be, be conscious. God, I know God will be speaking to me. I know God will speaking. Practice his presence. Holy Spirit, lead me. I see that becoming your testimony. And as you access divine direction, I see you doing exploits. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you receive your word? Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.